think if you move this paragraph down, maybe make it the third or fourth, make it the fourth. Before the initial argument, really? Yeah. Because if you put this after the introduction, then it might, might confuse the readers who aren't familiar with the research. It suggests that... Oh, yeah, okay, yes, I see, okay. That makes sense. And then this paragraph can go there. Exactly. Put that there and then your introduction connects really seamlessly with your research data. What about word order? Did you notice any errors? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. Um, but let me skip it one more time just to make sure. This is really, really good, by the way. I don't know if I said that before. You said it a few times. Well, it needs to be said multiple times. You've really come far since my graduate seminar. You must really mean that. Because you rarely gave any positive feedback when I was in your class. Okay, okay. In my defense, students respond better to criticism when they're accustomed to it. Positive reinforcement is earned in my class, not deserved. <laughs> oh, I remember. And I worked hard for what little I got. There aren't many former students of mine that I keep in contact with on a regular basis. Other than you, of course. Some students reach out to me now and then and ask for letters of recommendation or keep me up to date on their research. But you're the only one that seemed interested in having a more social relationship now that you've got your degree. You're certainly the only one who's ever asked for my professional opinion on your research after graduating. The only one I've ever taken time out of my busy schedule to review a grant proposal for. You were a graduate student when I first met you, almost three years ago. I was teaching a seminar on comparative politics, which, even for grad students, isn't exactly easy. You were sharp, and that's putting it lightly. Always had a sly comment at the ready for me during my lectures. And while I would normally find that obnoxious, you somehow made it endearing. I really admired how much you cared about the material, how dedicated you were to each week's reading. I sometimes suggested additional readings for you to take on, just to see how far I could push you. But I honestly never expected to see you again after you graduated, as is the case with most of the students I teach. But you kept emailing me, sending me a link each time you had an article published, quick notes asking me if I had heard of this or that book, and your emails got more and more casual, and eventually... You asked if I could help you out with this grant proposal. Just a quick half-hour meeting at my office to look over your draft and offer my professional opinion, and a promise to make it worth my while. Hmm, I'm trying to focus on the document you've sent me, 
but I can't stop thinking about what you meant by that. Make it worth my while. Was it just an empty phrase? Are you like this with any of your other former professors? Hmm. You're watching me as I read. You get up and move to stand behind my desk chair. Your body leans against me and you bend forward to look at my laptop screen. Your hair falls and lands on my shoulder. You look confused by something. What part are you at? Impatient. I'm almost done. Just give me another minute. <laughs> You're not reading fast enough. <laughs> I could read faster if you weren't distracting me with questions every other second. Oh, I'm distracting, am I? Yeah, you are. You're distracting when you send me emails promising you'll make this meeting worth my while. What did you mean by that? Hmm. Just that I fully intend to repay you for your time today. And how exactly are you going to repay me? I get up from my chair and lean all the way into your chest, backing you into the desk and laying my hands flat on the surface behind you. You are not my student anymore. And even when you were, you were a graduate student. Anything that may or may not happen between us is happening between two consenting adults. Oh. Do you want to go somewhere? Not really. It's kind of hot being in your office. Yeah? And why is that? Because you're my professor. Not anymore. No. But we can pretend. Your hands connect around the back of my neck and close the remaining space between us. I understand now why it would feel so breathless sometimes when you looked at me in class. Your eyes narrow and flash with want. Oh, you're begging me to cross this boundary with you. Oh. So, you think it's okay for you to waste my time like this? You know I have much more important things to do than look over student work. I'm sorry, Professor. Let me make it up to you. Turn around. Hmm. You turn to face the desk and bend forward, extending your arms out and reaching for the far edge of the desk. Oh, the hem of your skirt hovers just below your arse, and a hint of black lace hugs each cheek. I kneel down against the polished hardwood floor and drag my fingers slowly down your back, your arse, your thighs. 
I drag your underwear down to your ankles and you step out of them as fast as you can. Mm. I kiss each thigh, dragging my tongue along the soft curve of your arse before arriving at the top and kissing your pussy. I tease apart your folds with the tip of my tongue, holding onto your hips, digging my fingers into your soft skin. Oh, fuck, Professor. (sighs) Thanks for listening to this Audio Desires original story. We're sorry we had to cut this short, but this story is too hot for most platforms. To listen to the full story, head on over to audiodesires.com and create your account today. As a free user, you can listen to a selection of full-length free stories every month. And if you upgrade to premium, you instantly unlock hundreds of stories and guides. What are you waiting for? Go sign up now.